Seriously. I don't see Candy. Candy, how you doing with your arm? It's healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Other prayers answered too. Amen. The Lord's real. Amen. I had a word this morning uh, when I was worshiping, and, uh, and I think we might call people up to pray for you. Uh, and it was weird because uh, the word weights came to me, and I was thinking, did someone drop some weights on themselves or something? You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be a weird one to call out. Then I'm like, oh, no, uh, some folks are uh, maybe have a heaviness, weights, right? King James, weights. So we'll see uh, at the end. But um, for people, anybody have, feel like there's something to weight on you that you need prayer for? A weight lifted off you. Maybe you, okay. You had a weight lifted off of you. You had a weight lifted. Anybody else have any weights lifted off of them? You had a weight lifted off of you. There's three weights. There's no better time. To, well, maybe we didn't need to give an altar call. I, I was over there. Do I need to call them up, Lord? Do I need to call them up to get these weights off of them? But if you're worshiping God, they'll come off just when you're worshiping. Amen? Anybody else get any weights lifted off of them? You got a weight lifted off of you during worship. So I told the Lord, you don't need me, Lord. He really doesn't. Do you know, I'm going to preach here, but do it, are all the announcements done? It's good to see Sister Joyce here. Thank you, everyone that brought food. You had tons of food. I'm sure you had more than enough. You probably got some in your freezer now or something. So thank you for uh, helping Sister Joyce and her family. We brought plenty of food. Thank you. Um, anything, that's it. Is anything else? I know I had some. Anyway, who's, what four men are going to help Pam? One. Two, three, four. There we go. That's it. We got them. Four men. See, Pam, it's, it's the thing we got to put back here. But I was, when I was worshiping God, and I've been reading, studying the Word, and it's just so, the Scripture, the Bible calls us, or Paul called himself, a clay pot. Did you know that? Did you know that? Who knew that? King James is earthen vessel. Anybody know that? Maybe you, earthen vessel. I don't know which. There used to be a band called Jars of Clay. Anybody remember that? I think New American uh, Standard says Jars of Clay. One of them says Clay Pots. One of them says Crack Pots. That's our church. Amen? No. Praise the Lord. Amen. But you know, um, I was thinking about it. It really is that way with the Lord. We're just clay pots. We shouldn't be thinking too much of ourselves. Amen? I want to talk about humility before I get into my message here. The Bible says we have this treasure. Who felt the Lord when they were worshiping today? Man, I did. I did. Oh, I didn't know what to do with it. If you aren't experiencing that, just throw your hands up and start telling God how amazing He is. The more, whatever you exalt in your life grows. How many knew that? That's why people with negative speech are always unhappy because they're like, woo, did I interfere? Did I just step on toes? Because you're always exalting the negative, and that's what grows in your life, the negative. We have got to change our speech. Whatever you exalt. When they worshiped idols, they put a picture of it, and if it was a spirit of death, or what's that one Hindu death god, you know? What's his name? The death god. I'm not the only educated person here, right? That didn't sound right. Um, <clears throat> 
what's that death god? The god of destruction in uh, the destroyer, Shiva. Was it Shiva? Shiva, Shiva. They worship that god. Would, would you want to worship a god of destruction? No way. But you're, some of them, they worship Grenash. He's a god of prosperity, that elephant god. And, and they worship, they're trying to bring that into their life. You become what you worship. You become what you adore. Oftentimes, that's why when, uh, and I don't want to get off on this too much. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. But that's why it was so bad to look at pornography, guys. Hope not, girls. Because you become what you're doing. You get it? You become lost. It's horrible. If that's in your life, break it in Jesus' name. You become what you focus on. I've been saying I had uh, tribulations and trials last year and things going on. And a lot of my tribulations and trials was the Lord was trying to get me to refocus, right? Get my focus 100% back on the Lord. Like, don't, don't get distracted. Anybody ever get distracted? Because you become what you focus on. Now, there's no condemnation. If you've got stuff in your life that you're focusing on is bringing you down, you can get free today, right? Today's the day. We are going to refocus. And even this stuff, and I was thinking about humility and the fact that we're just clay pots. I, I really believe, I'm no big thing, and I know I'm not. My job, what I want to do is get full of Jesus. So if I can just kind of get Brad out of the way and get Jesus really big, cool things happen. Paul's thorn in the flesh. I'm not going to go there. Oh, Paul learned a lesson through his thorn in the flesh. God taught Paul, hey, when you are weak, then I'm strong. Now, if you think you have a thorn in the flesh and you're running around complaining and grumbling and weak, can't get anything done, you're lying to yourself and the devil's eating your lunch. I hate that thorn in the flesh theology. I hate it because it robs from you. If you had a thorn in the flesh, God would be exalted in your life like he was Paul. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting excited. <clears throat> I just hate that theology because the devil's robbing from you. Paul was weak, and when he was weak, the power of God rested on him. Nations were coming to God. The dead were being raised. Amen. So if you got one, I want to start seeing dead people raised. Or get rid of it. You're not Paul. and Just get rid of it. Everything that gets in your way from having a close relationship with God where you can go into the throne room and get your prayers answered and know that God is for you and he's not against you, that he loves you. He's not your problem. Amen? Yeah. You're a clay pot. Um, I don't know. I sound like I'm mad, but I'm not. I'm happy. I really am. I am happy. Do I look happy? Not really, huh? I'm mad at that theology because it robs from people. Honestly, if you had a thorn in the flesh, that would mean that you had an abundance of revelations. You've been up to heaven like Paul was. Miracles are breaking out in your life. And if that's not you, just pitch it. Believe the promises of God and just pitch it. You'd be blessed to have a thorn in the flesh because then the power of God would be resting on you. Christians are Christians. Two days and they already got a thorn. Christian, three days and they got a thorn. You ain't got no thorn. You got a devil. Trying to harass you and beat you up and keep you from the presence of God and keep you where your prayers aren't getting answered, keep you belittled and condemned. God is for you. Jesus gave promise after promise after promise after promise that he was going to answer your prayers because his blood has washed over you and he has cleansed you and there's nothing between you and God, not even a thorn. 
nothing is between you and God. You can go right up into His presence. If anyone, I'm talking about humility here, believe it or not. We're clay pots. The excellency of the power is from God. God wants to be glorified. If you get back into a trial, look in the Old Testament. Every time that the children of Israel were backed into a trial, God got glory out of it. Unless they just chickened out and backslid and ran and hid. Isn't that right? Sometimes they did that. They just chickened out, ran in the caves and hid. But when they stood on the Word of God and did what God said, God got glory out of their trials. He showed himself strong. Paul said, in my weakness, I learned that God is strong. His power was made perfect in my weakness. So, good. Bring on the trials. Bring on the persecution. Bring on the stonings. And by the way, his trials that he lists were all with people. Just so you know that. Look at them. He said, I, he, he, I was persecuted. I was insulted. All these trials were people just harassing Paul everywhere he went. A messenger from Satan. Read the list. People talking about him, people persecuting him, people putting him down. Everywhere he went, these people followed him, chasing him out of town. He said, I'm weak, but when I'm weak, then I am strong. Someone say amen. Anybody feel weak today? Then you're strong. You are a perfect candidate for God to do a miracle and flow. Because think about it, if we take credit, can God move? Do you know why God can't move when we take the glory and the credit? He's a loving God, right? Why couldn't, he, why couldn't, why wouldn't God uh, lift us up when we're taking the glory and credit? It's not about us, it's about Him. Doesn't share His glory, both great. And number three, He's a God of love, is He not? It would destroy you. Your pride, it would destroy, the pride, because you thought it was you, it would destroy you. You'd get exalted to a place above measure. You'd get up here, and it, that pride, what, what did the devil fall from? Pride. Paul said, don't put a novice, a new beginner, in a position of authority and leadership. Why? Lest he be left up with pride, and he enters into the same judgment as the devil. Pride is a dangerous thing. I have to guard against it, right? When you think you're somebody, you've got to guard against it. God's answering prayers, things are going good, you just all, okay, Lord, I know I'm a clay pot. I am a clay pot, and I, but I'm a clay pot, Jeff, with the treasure on the inside of me. Do you guys value, do we value the treasure that's in us? Do you? Do you understand who you are? I'll get to my message in a minute, maybe. Do you understand who you are? You understand you got a treasure in you. Look at that husband of yours. Look at him. Take a peek at Zach. Just take a peek at that guy's got a treasure inside of him. And we have this treasure in clay pots. Not only is the Spirit of Christ in us, but the Holy Spirit of God, we are the temple of God. Hey, that, did that blow you away? If you understood you were the temple of God, you start praising God, and glory would fill the house. And that heaviness will just lift right off of your life. You'll learn to do it on Tuesday when you're feeling heavy, right? Temptations and trials on Tuesday. You'll learn to go into your prayer closet on Tuesday and for a 
spirit of heaviness, you'll put on a garment of praise. Doesn't in the word say that? We got to stop talking about this stuff and start doing it. Uh, the Lord's all the time telling me, preacher, when are you going to practice what you preach? Oh, I better start right now, Lord. Get a trial. I want to complain about it. Oh, no one likes me, Lord. <laughs> the world is against me. Woe is me. Preacher, when are you going to start practicing what you preach? I believe right now. I remember I told you my financial miracle. Don't talk about money, but I remember the day the Lord, I, get, I got ready to complain. And the Lord says, you better watch your mouth. Because whatever comes out of your mouth, you're going to be, Jesus said in Matthew, I think, it's, I think it's chapter 12, I'm not sure. He said, you're going to be judged by whatever comes out of your mouth. Ooh. I, I stopped what I was going to say and I changed what I was going to say. Things don't change in our life until we start seeing God different. Until we start seeing God for who He is. And we start changing our life and allowing the Holy Spirit to transform us, to allow this treasure in us to take root. And folks, you do have an enemy that's fighting you tooth and nail. He fought Paul. He, was, he had a messenger from Satan. He fought Paul, and he will fight you anytime you step out and begin to obey God, begin to believe God for miracles. Hi, Carmela. Hi, Kyla. <clears throat> You'll come under attack anytime you want to take ground for God. You want to start coming to church. You might be bold enough to throw a dollar in the plate. You might even dare to share Jesus with somebody. How many of you have ever stepped out and shared Jesus with somebody, and they kind of, it was like a horrible, maybe the first time, and so it was a horrible experience. Anybody? Remember the first time I did it, I was shaking. Can I tell you about Jesus? That day we were like 10-year-old kids. It went well. <laughs> it's a true story. But that was the beginning, amen? We got to start somewhere. I've been teaching, hi, Sam. I've been teaching that we are on a journey with God. No, we haven't arrived yet. No one's arrived. Paul said, I haven't arrived yet. I don't know everything. I'm not who I'm going to be. But we are setting our face on the Word of God. We are setting our face on the Spirit of God. We are going to learn to walk into the presence of God and make a difference in this world. Amen? We're going to learn to get our prayers answered. And here's the humility part. When we're not, don't blame it on a thorn. Amen? Go find out why. I asked the Lord not too long ago, Lord, what's going on? What's going on? And he told me. I had a temptation in my flesh. I had a trial in my flesh. Just like I had a temptation in my trial, a sickness trying to come on me. I said, God, what's going on? What do I do? What's going on? What's going on? And the Lord said three things. He, he talked to me and gave me three things. He said, number one, he didn't tell me I had a thorn in my flesh like Paul, just to accept it. He didn't tell me I was Job. I got a lot to say about Job if I get there. He said, Brad, the word says, don't worry about anything. Doesn't it say that? It does say that. So just put it right. We need to start doing that. It does say that. So put a little check mark there. Stop worrying. Okay, Lord, I am not going to worry. I don't care. I don't believe it's going to. I want to say that. I don't care if this thing kills me. I'm not going to worry about it. And I have it and I won't. Amen. Number two, he said, count all joy. So whenever I talk to the Lord about it, you know what I do now? I'm serious. I go, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. 
I'm getting stronger, Lord. I count it all joy, and I do too. I laugh just like that, just like I did last Saturday when Linton was preaching. I just laugh. I count it all joy. And if I die, I'll die laughing. Amen? Amen. I mean it. I'm not afraid. I'm not worried. And number three, he said, hold fast your confession. Don't let go of believing in me. You said, though he slay me, although I know he's not slaying me, I'll trust him. That's, That's the three things the Lord told me. Don't worry. Count it joy and hold fast to your confession. So you know what I'm doing? I'm not worrying. I'm counting the joy and I'm holding fast. I think God is smarter than me. Anybody else think that? You believe God's smarter? That's the first time the church was in total unity. (laughs) We're in complete unity. We all agree on something. So why, why, why am I teaching? I'm not teaching this to put a weight on you. Like, well, I'm not getting my prayers answered. Brother Brad says I should get my prayers answered. I'm not trying to put a weight on you. I'm giving you a go. I'm telling you what the Word of God says. I'm just sharing that John 16, 23 says, hey, in that day, you don't ask me for anything, Jesus said. He said, the Father himself loves you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. I'm, say, I'm telling you that's in there. It's about time somebody preached it. I know some do. Now, who's that scripture for? The disciple. <clears throat> Are you a disciple? If you're not discipling, you won't make that, that won't happen. Come on now. It's for the disciple. Say by grace through faith, right? Then say perfect. Was Paul perfect? Didn't he say he wasn't? He hadn't arrived, but he was on his way. It's for the follower of Jesus. He's encouraging his followers. He said, hey, you haven't asked me for anything don't ask me, he said, in that day, you'll go to my father. We got that bed. Did you know that? Prayed for it Thursday. Got it thurs- the next Thursday. Ain't that good news? Asked for it. Did we get it? We got it. Not for us, for someone else. Amen. And that man said, Jeff, he goes, well, I can't, Poppy, I can only use two types of bed. And it was one of the beds that he could use. Isn't that something? Why do people always throw roadblocks in your way? You, know, you ever notice that? Amen. So we're on this journey, and I want to be as humble as I can. No one's judging you for where you're at or where I'm at. or No one's judging you. We're encouraging you. We're trying to help you to go into your prayer closet with boldness and confidence in yourself. No, you're a clay pot. You're, you're just a clay pot. You're a crack pot. I, was, I wasn't looking at you, Colton. I was looking over here. You're out. You're out. It's, it's, you're, it's not you, it's Jesus in you. What's the hope of glory in your life? If you're ever going to get any glory in your life, what's the hope of it? Jesus. Do you know you're supposed to be a partaker of glory? That's what the Word says. God gets all the glory, but do you know you're supposed to be a partaker of glory? Isn't that amazing? I always wonder if we know who we are. I look in this thing and who, who are we, Lord? Who are we that the God of creation, think about this, Kent, the God of creation, he is omnipotent. What does that mean? All powerful. He is omniscient. What does that mean? All knowing. Here's one for you that don't believe in the promise. That song today said what I'm preaching, the one about Abraham, God is faithful to his promises. If he said, he'll do it. God is immutable. Okay, we're going to get to it. Flip over to Hebrews chapter 6. 
I can't stop. Can't stop till I get enough. Can't stop. <laughs> Ain't that a song? What, song? what song is that? Can't stop till I get enough. Oh, Michael Jackson, yeah. Praise God. Woo! I need a white glove. <laughs> Am I out of my anointing? Have I wandered away from my anointing? Listen to this. Paul's correcting the people he's right, because we've got to correct people sometimes. Paul, just, he's, Paul was something. He'd kick him in the poof. He was something. I'm very gentle compared to Paul. Though we speak and though I'm correcting you, don't miss the best part, Chuck. You've got to hurry back. Okay. <laughs> That's what God's looking for. I will. I will. Though we speak in this yea, yet in your case, beloved, we feel sure of better things. Isn't that good? Oh, chapter 6, verse 9. Sorry. You're welcome. Come on, Jesus. Lord, help me to get this into our hearts. We want to be believers. We want to be believers, Lord. You're trustworthy. Not everything hap happens instantly or even in a week. But if you pray according to His will, Adam, if you pray according to His will, what did He say He would do? James 4. Said you'd have it, didn't He? You ask anything according to His will, you got it. What's His will? Oh, let me stay here. The Word and Spirit, folks. The Word and Spirit. It's the Word of God with the Spirit of faith. Remember that, Kent. It's the Word of God and the Spirit of faith. I believe. What do I believe? The Word. The Word spoken. I believe and therefore I speak. What do you believe? The Word. I believe and I speak. I know what you're believing but what you're saying. And I don't care. You come up and have a need. You're struggling. I will pray for you. I'm not down. I'm not. I love you guys. I, I have the, I'm, we all have the same struggles, don't we? From, you know, Paul to way down. Paul to Maul. We all have the same struggles. I believe and I, therefore I speak. You got to start speaking what you believe. When you had your situation, I only spoke faith. I called you and I just spoke what I was believing. Did I speak anything else but what I was believing? I didn't. I was praying. I had been talking to God. I'm in Are you in fellowship with God? Well, if you're in fellowship with God, He's talking to you. He's walking with you. He's talking with you. You don't have to seek Him for 15 hours. Sometimes you might, but you don't have to. He's right there on tap. What are you saying about this, Lord? Give Him the word of faith. Tell Him I'm going to heal her. Okay, I've got to calm down again. Are you guys with me? I believed and I spoke. We also believe and we also speak. If you're not believing, get it in your heart. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto according to your word. Get that word in your heart. You ain't got the power. That power is the treasure of the word of God. I might do a loop around the church. Look at all. That power is the word of God that you put inside your treasure box. You are like the Ark of the Covenant. You are. You are the Ark of the Covenant. What's in the Ark of the Covenant? The Word of God. Woo! And then the glory, the Spirit, comes on that Word. Power comes on that Word. Put that Word in your heart. 
Speak it out of your mouth. Walk with the Lord in the Spirit, and great things will happen. Amen? amen. Say amen. I know you're new. Say amen. If I appear angry, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm really not. I'm a very gentle soul. When you're preaching, you're fighting principalities and spirits and strongholds in people's brains, things that they're believing, you're going after it. You're in like a wrestling match. Man on Fire. That's a movie. Um, what's his name? Denzel. Okay, get back, Jeff. Get back, get back, get back. Though we speak in this way, yet in your case, beloved, we're good, we feel sure of better things, things that belong to what? Salvation. For God is not unjust to overlook your work and labor of love. Remember, well, I preached that recently. We got love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints as you still do. That's disciples, folks. That's people that are following Jesus. And we desire each of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope or faith, depends what your translation is, until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, so that you may not be lazy, so that you may not be slu anybody sluggish in here today. Get the slugs off of you. Don't be sluggish. Get up and read your Bible. Don't be sluggish. Get up and pray. Amen? Come on, don't be sluggish. Let's cast the slugs off today. Amen? Anybody can be sluggish. I've been sluggish before. I don't want to be sluggish. Imitators of those, get this, imitators. Are we imitating? Who are we imitating? We are imitating those who through what? Faith and patience. What do they do? Inherit the promises. They inherit the promises. How? By faith and patience. Baby Christian, the enemy will knock you seven ways to Sunday. Paul, uh, Peter said it this way. He said, he said you're going to be knocked around and you're going to have weights and trials and, until you are established and settled. All those trials. It's not God. It's the enemy. We read the parable of the sower. He's coming after that word that you're putting in the treasure box where the Holy Spirit is on fire. That word is germinating in you and he's trying to get that word out of you any way he can to steal it from you before you become hurtful to his kingdom. And so he comes after you and buffets you. Why did this happen? I got saved and everything. All hell broke loose on me when I got saved. Anybody else or am I the only one? Now, I got to tell you, I was witnessing right out of the gate. I got full of the Holy Ghost, and I started telling everybody about Jesus. And I'm telling you, I got slapped. Every which way, but, you know, I got slapped. The only claim to fame, do you know, this is good, this, I, the only claim to fame that I can say, because I wasn't smart, I didn't figure it all out, I complained like the best of them, I was wondering... <clears throat> Do you know Job is only mentioned one time in the New Covenant, the New Testament? Did you know that? That I could find. You know where he's mentioned? One time that I know of, Job, New Testament. James chapter 5, he said, he used James as an encouragement that you would be patient. He said, we count them happy or we count them blessed that endure, like Job, because he got the promises. He was blessed. He said, you have heard of the end of God. Not the beginning, not the middle, but you've heard of the end of God. Job endured. 
And sometimes that's all you can do is endure. Amen? Look it up. Job, James chapter 5. So it is through faith and patience we inherit the promises. This is really going to be rich if you can take this in. For when God made a promise to Abraham, that's what you sang today, Adam. You sang this. When God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no greater name by which he could swear, he swore by himself, saying, surely I will curse you. Come on, look at that. Look at it. That's you. You, Gedendina, are children of Abraham. You are sons and daughters of Abraham. The word says in Galatians 3.14, you are partaking of Abraham's promise. Doesn't it say that? You know your Bible. It does say that. Read it. He says, surely I will bless you and I will multiply you. If you are a daughter of Abraham, if you are a son of Abraham, you inherit the promises of Abraham. It says that in Galatians. Read the book. And that God's saying the same thing to you. Surely I will bless you. Isn't that amazing? But everything but blessings happening. What's going on? Well, Job had to endure. Abraham had to endure. But through faith, and sometimes they get answered like that. Anybody have a quick one answered like your pig, like your hogs got saved? Sometimes they're quick. Sometimes you got to endure. Sometimes you got to go through some fire. Doesn't the Bible say that? Be faithful 10 days, even unto death, and I'll give you a crown. I'd rather have a heavenly crown than an earthly one anyway. Amen? I'd rather win the Jesus Marathon than the Boston Marathon. How about you? Endure. Don't give up. Don't give in to your flesh. You messed up, get back on your horse and go again. Come on. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply you. Thus, Abraham... Having patiently, what? What's your Bible say? Endured. Endured. One I have today, ESV says, waited. He waited. What did he do when he patiently endured? He obtained the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves, and in all their disputes, an oath is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of promise, that's you, the unchangeableness of his character. You thought I forgot about immutable, didn't you? How many thought I forgot about that? How many of you forgot about immutable? Be honest, who, did, who forgot I was talking about immutability? Jeff did. That's how I do, Jeff. I'm sorry. Um, so when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his character and his purpose, unchangeable. God don't change. You change. God don't change. He guaranteed it with an oath so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. Either you're lying or God is. Woo! Isn't that true? Am I okay? Am I being mean? I don't trying to be. Okay, good. I don't want to be mean. I love you guys. I'm, we're trying to get somewhere. Meeny, meeny. No. Did I lose you guys? You still with me? Flip over to Numbers chapter 23. If I had courage, I'd tell your joke right now, Gary. You want to tell it? Numbers 23, I think it's 19, I want to be sure. Yeah, it is. You could read the whole context, but Numbers 23, it's your chance, Gary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't dare tell jokes. 
Tell it. Thank you. Thank you. Now, it, now, if I had told that, it would have been like thud. It would have been like total deaf silence. <laughs> All right, now we're relaxed again, right? I'm, I'm going to be real pious when I read this, like an Orthodox, you know, Byzantine Christian. God, no, I'd be God. No, I don't dare do it. God is not a man. Someone say Amen that he should lie. God don't lie. Come on, if I don't get anything else in you today, sister, God don't lie. Who's the one that needs to change? Who's the one that needs transform? Me too, Colton. I need to change. When I'm coming short, I go, God, I need to change. There's more. I need to change. I need to change, Lord. There's more. God is not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? I'll say that. God's going to do, God's going to do what he said he's going to do. If you don't give up. I can't. Next week, I'm going to hope you all make it back next week. Anybody coming back next week? You're going to come back. I'm not scaring you away today. You're going to come back next week. Next week, I want to teach a practical message on how to be intimate with God. Hear from God. Right? You hear from God. How to learn His voice. How to hear from Him. How to find out if anything's whatever getting in our way to converse with God so we can go into the prayer chamber with the Lord and come out confident that we've been heard. Wouldn't that be good? Do you know, I'm going to wind up here. I'm going I'm to wind my message up, but I, I, I want to nail this down. I, I think I've given you enough to think about. Faith, flip over to Romans 10, 17. You got all the notes. Just read them. They're good. Maybe one day I'll have born again 25 and we'll catch, we'll catch some of these things. Or born to fight 25. This is born to fight 5. Faith comes by hearing. Does it not? Yeah. What does hearing come by? The Word of God or NIV, others, Word of Christ. The reason it's the Word of Christ it's because Christ in you is the hope of glory. Oh, I can't, I can't, that's next week's message. That's a teaser for next week. God, because you are in Christ, here's the, here's the difference between you and Job, okay? Because you are in Christ, you stand before God in Christ. Did you know that? Job didn't have a covenant with God. He was a righteous man. You know how Job was saved? Say that. You got it right, whoever said that. He was saved by faith. I don't know how that guy knew to sacrifice bulls and bullocks, the blood, 
The same way Abel sacrificed blood. How did Abel know that? To sacrifice a lamb in blood. He just knew he couldn't earn it. Better sacrifice a lamb by faith. Abel, Hebrews 11. Job, the same way, saved by faith, sacrificing to God. My kids might have sacrificed him. There's more to Job than that. But Job did not have the old covenant. He didn't have a Bible. He wasn't a Jew under law. He didn't have the promises of God. Job was not born again like you are. Where When the devil comes at your door, you got Jesus inside. He didn't have that, folks. He did not. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. He wasn't the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he also didn't have the authority that the Lord's given you in Jesus' name. He endured and God rescued him. Amen? He endured through his trial. You're not Job. And who was it, according to Job chapter 2, verse 7, that made Job sick? God allowed it. I, could, I, I can't get off. I can't get off. Do you know the devil asked permission to attack Peter? How many knew that? Luke 21. He asked permission. He, and, he, and did Peter deny Jesus? The devil wanted permission to sift Peter like wheat. And Peter failed, and he was getting sifted. But what happened in Peter's case? Jesus prayed for him that after he failed, his faith would fail not. His, after he messed up, I prayed that your what? Faith fail not. I'm praying for your faith. The devil wants to sift you like wheat. I pray for some of you like that. Lord, they're, they're getting chased. I, Lord, don't let their faith fail. You're not Job. You've got a covenant. In Job 9, I'm going to end here. I'm, I'm going to, that's where the message is ending. In Job 9.33, read it. Job is crying out <clears throat> for a mediator. I think the King James calls it a days man, an umpire. Uh, ESV, I think, calls it an arbiter. He's crying out to God, oh, that I had someone to stand between me and God. I, I need somebody to get, it, get in my way between God. I'm sacrificing bulls and goats because I know I've sinned. I know I'm just, I need someone to plead my case. Job 9.33. A mediator. Guess what you got, folks? You got a mediator. You got one. You got one. He stands in the presence of God for you. And he stands there with a fair miter on his head. And when the devil puts dirty, filthy sin on your rags, like Zechariah, Jesus walks up as a high priest with a fair miter, and he says, the Lord rebuke you. I'm snatching this one out of the fire. Read it. It's beautiful. You have a mediator. You have someone standing in the presence of God for you. Aren't you glad? Not only that, folks, and I'm, I'm going to read a few verses and end. And there's, I, read your scriptures that I gave you. In Colossians 2.15, it says, God has forgiven you, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against you, he has taken it out of the way, and he nailed it to the cross, having disarmed. What does disarm mean? He disarmed demons, devils. He disarmed them. Who, how many know that's in there? Are we okay? <laughs> he disarmed principalities and powers. He made a spectacle of them 
triumphing over them in it. Where did he do that? Where did he make a spectacle of them? At the cross. Job finally got what he was waiting for, a mediator. He disarmed principalities and powers. He rendered them null. That's why in Luke 10, 19, he said, I'm giving you power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will by any means harm you. But don't glory in that, because the devils are subject to you in my name. Do you have the same name that you can use? Jesus? That they did? You do. Same name, same authority. All power and authority has been given to him. But don't glory in that. Glory that your name is written in heaven. They've been disarmed, folks. Principalities and powers. So now, the whole born... Maybe I'm, I am going to end this message today. The whole series that I've been teaching is we are born to fight. What? With natural weapons? This clay pot because I'm so good looking? Chuck? No. This clay pot because I'm so smart? No, no, I'm a clay pot because I got a treasure in me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Not height nor depth, not a demon, not famine, nothing can stand because God is going to work everything for good in my life when I endure and I stand up in my authority as a son of God. Do you know that you're a son of God and a daughter of God? got a ring on your finger and a robe on your back, you can stand up in authority and say, no, no, I'm not going there and stand. And having done all to stand, stand. We're on a journey. It's not the work of a minute. It's not the work of a day. It's a journey of a lifetime. If Paul never arrived, you'll probably never arrive either. But are we pointing, are you pointing in the right direction? I don't know how to do this, Lord. I don't know how to do this, Lord. Um, can we come up? We got six till. We're going to sing afterward. If you have to leave, leave quietly, but wait till noon. It's six till. Guys, can you come up and let's sing that song? What was that third one? Well, come to the altar. If you need to come to the altar today, if you need to, the altar's open, you can lay stuff down. Could be your trials, could be weights, could be temptations, could be sin, it could be excuses, could be half-heartedness, could be disobedience, uh, who knows what it might be. But if you need to come to the altar, let's sing this song, let's get to the altar and lay it down today, amen? Just stand up. You're blessed. I had another hour of preaching in me. It's open. It's open.